Some moms are probably librarians. Some moms are probably sluts. You know, there are all different kinds of people out there. Well, Kevin Sullivan can eat a dick on that one. Yeah, smash toilet parts. Call him a stupid little man, brother. Coco fucking beware. Did you almost get rock hard? Did you almost get rock hard in this match at one point? For some reason, I think it's hilarious. Thinking about Mean Gene getting his ass kicked. So here's the deal, right? And my pants went right to the moon. Yeah, I think this fucker is in the dungeon of doom. You think Alex Wright's gonna stop dancing, whether he's a face or a heel? Hell no. That's the shittiest idea you've ever had. Fucking super glow. Yeah, suck me sideways. They're bring it out. You want to take away Hulking up from the Hulkster? I don't even know who you are anymore. There's only one. <laughs> Michael Jordan to basketball. There's only one Babe Ruth to wrestling. There's only one Hulk Hogan to wrestling. I was like, wait a second. Get the fat ass! You're telling me that he turns heel and he now lost his power of Hulking up? No fucking way. No, no, you keep hulking up no matter what. There's a Hulk I didn't pick Hulk Hogan up from the airport. Because he gives us a reason to believe. He is fans got power. You said he got his power from the Hulk of Maniacs. It's not true. We got our power from him. Are you trying to take away my power? Here you pickle! Oh, what an asshole! It's the year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. And he's Kevin Rogue. Today we're covering WCW Clash of the Champions. 33. Took place live. From the Denver Coliseum in Denver, Colorado on Thursday, August 15th, 1996. Special Thursday edition. Do you know if the Colorado, what would you say it was called, the Colorado Coliseum? The Coliseum. Do you know if that uh, that son of a bitch is still standing? I doubt it. Yeah, so do I. So yeah, this, this son of a bitch happened five days after our last show. That's pretty quick. That's a pretty quick turnaround. It's it's a quick quick clip. They're they're cranking them out here. So if you rec- recall from our last episode, Hollywood Hogan defeated the Ja for the world title. Spray painted NWO on it. I'm surprised the Ja finally woke up to get to the ring on this one. He was still laid out at the end of uh, Hogwild. Hogwild. Yeah, he t- he took a serious nap in there. Sometimes it's important to nap. Don't want, don't want a big cranky Jai. Well, some would argue a big cranky Jai is uh, effective Jai. It's a fair point. So we get a, we get a package at the beginning of this. NWO just running wild. We got Hulkster taking out his his former friends, Booty Man and the Macho Man. Yeah, spanked him with that steel chair on that Monday night. He sure did. So tonight, Nature Boy Ric Flair, he is uh, he's getting world title shot, going for title number fourteen. His style and profile, all 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 up in this in this mother. All up in the mother. He's you getting up I mean? into mothers now. Yeah, man. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that many mothers would attend the lingerie, lingerie pajama parties. But man, he's really getting after it. Well, D- depending on the mom. Depending on the mom. I don't really want to. You know, yeah. I don't want to put all moms into one kind of one sect of particular people. I'm sure there's plenty of moms out there that love going to lingerie parties. There's probably other moms that don't want to go to lingerie parties. Some moms are probably librarians. Some moms are probably sluts. You know, there are all different kinds of people out there. You're right about that. So Hollywood Hogan has dubbed the nature boy the stupid little man. How fucking annoying was that? That was bad. That was bad material. Who'd be now known as the stupid little man, brother? That fucking sucks. Like, of all the things you could possibly think of, and he comes up with the stupid little man. You got something better? I got, I mean, I got loads better, but I'm not writing for WCW. Do you think that was a Kevin Sullivan line, or do you think that was a, a Hulkster line? I bet it was a collaboration. You think they both sat down and be like, we got to come up with an insult. All right, what do we, what do we think? He's like, well, stupid, of course. Yeah, it's a good one. Stupid. Like brother. Like, like stupid brother. And Sullivan's like, I like to call people. <laughs> that was a bad Sullivan. I don't know how to do his voice. <laughs> this will be my Sullivan for now. <laughs> I like to call people little. I like to call people little, man. And Hogan was like, we'll call him a stupid little man, brother. Tass was like, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> you didn't care for that moniker, huh? I, I thought it was fucking horrible. Mm. I mean, he goes by the nature boy. Can't you do something with the nature boy? I mean, he was just casting that aside. That's true. So elsewhere, we had, uh, we had referee Nick Patrick. Seemed to pull Scott Hall out of the way of a stinger splash on the most recent Monday Nitro. Yes, it's speculative. So we'll be we'll be seeing Nick Patrick. We don't know what his exact intent was, so we can't really say. That's true. That's true. Yeah. More more will be uh, revealed, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Well, we're on episode ten of fifteen. Two thirds of the way there. So let's get into this sucker, huh? Yeah, let's get into the sucker. So tonight we got the brain. We got Shivani. No dream, though. Yeah, it was a nice little change of pace. Yeah. As much as I liked the, the three-man booth, that that uh, was a nice little little change up. Dusty's great, but having just Shivani and brain works out pretty well, too. Not quite as uh, brain and gorilla, but it, it still works pretty well. So we got the Cruiserweight title on the line. Got Dean Malenko taking on Ray Mysterio Jr. Get Tanae in the booth right off the bat. So yeah. <laughs> so there goes your two-man booth. Right, right away. It's it's kind of funny. They just they always trot Tanae out there for like the luchador matches and nothing else. Like you would think they'd be able to grab somebody a little bit better. To bring in on commentary to, to talk about luchadors than Tanae. If you take that away from him, what what's he got left though? I don't I don't know. He maybe can set, help set up chairs. I don't think I saw Staggerly Marshall at all tonight. 
No, we didn't see it. We didn't see him once. But couldn't you? Don't you think that they could could have grabbed like a like a Hector Guerrero or something like that? Somebody better than Mike Tanay. Somebody that actually has a, a, an actual connection to the Luchadores. I thought I thought you respected Tanay's expertise in the field. Uh, yeah, no, I do respect his expertise in the field. The problem is, is that he's he's just kind of there. He's not very memorable. Can you remember one line in today's career that you're like, yep, there it is. That's the Tanay line. Not one specific, but I remember he, yeah. he did he he uttered quite a few lines over the years, but I can't right. think of any. Is that what it is? He's trying to cram too much knowledge into each of his showings. So like he gets out there, he's like, I got one match, I really gotta shine. And he just tries to cram too much shit in there and it could be, it could be, because he's he's always throwing out these new terms, you know. Right. Ray going for a tope. I don't Maybe know that's why uh, that's what people talk about when they're talking about shit from Shinola. Maybe he's a Shinola guy. Talking Mike today here. Yeah, talking today. All right. The shit from Shinola. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a sweet moniker for today. Shinola, Mike Tanay. You don't like it? You think that's better than the stupid little man? That's way better. The Shino- the Shinola. That sounds great, man. That w- I, I think I think man, I think I'd for that. If they're like, here's the Shinola. <laughs> Mike Tanay. Mr. Shinola, Mike Tanay. Because he he just shines him up, right? Shines up real nice. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make Mike today somewhat interesting at all. <laughs> he he's he's got a lot of interesting knowledge, but he's not an interesting guy. It's the it's the delivery, isn't it? The Mike it, today delivery is the delivery, it doesn't do yeah. More. yeah yeah. So maybe he's a shit guy, not a Shinola guy. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, we get we get quite a banger here right off the bat between Dean and Ray. Dean attacks him right away. Sure does, because he's schmott. But Dean's offensive spurt does not last long. Yeah, as... neither does mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we got spots galore in this one. We're not going to cover each one of them, but. I want to hit some hit some big dingers here, man. Big dingers, baseball slide, head scissors. That that was a big dinger, huh? Yeah, that was the first one I wrote up. And Tanay calls it a fucking hurricane rana. So all this knowledge that we love from Tanay is not shining through right 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 away. That wasn't an accurate call by Tanay. That was a horrible call. There's definitely a difference between a head scissors and a hurricane rana. Well, same type of maneuver. No, it is not. You get your legs up on the guy, you do your business. <laughs> you safe you guy, safe guy you to maneuver. T- you telling me about your Tuesday night? Is that what you <laughs> settle down? <laughs> No, no, no. I was just giving you a head scissors. <laughs> hey, so baby, right. want to come over and do a hurricane run? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'll slap you in head scissors. Yeah, fuck you will. <laughs> so Ray follows that up with a springboard moonsault and a, a, a sweet power bomb. Now was that Ray or was that Dean who who nailed the sweet power bomb, power bomb? You know, I I believe that it's got to be Dean. I mean, the problem I think the problem with the recall on this on this particular event is I watched it. I think I watched it three or four times. Uh, twice just focusing on the event and twice with it just in the background. And it never really pulled me away. It never really gripped me. So a lot of the recall is going to be a little bit rough, but I know uh, Ray did do a moonsault off the guardrail, which was spectacular. Yeah, just ran right up to it and jumped on yep. her. And I mean, we're not talking about, you know, the reinforced uh, railing of today. We're talking mid-90s shitty guardrail just guardrail yeah it was, nice, it was a nice move nice touch now how about dean with that fucking brain buster does he have the best brain buster in the business yes wrong you set me up i sure as shit did who's got a better brain buster coco fucking beware what yeah Get out of town. No. You get out of town. You're telling me Coco's got a better better buster than Dean? I think Coco's got a better brain buster than Dean, yeah. I'm going to have to review the footage, man. You're going to have to. Was, it, I, was this a legendary brain buster? I don't even recall. As far as I'm concerned, it's a legendary brain buster, and I think there's plenty of people out there that uh, that after seeing it, maybe they've forgotten about it, but go back and watch Coco B's Brain Buster. I think you're just pulling this out. I think you're trying to pull a fast one on me. I'm, a, I'm about to whip it out and pull a fast one. So we get our first commercial break after that brain buster. Best brain buster in the biz. And, and we're right after Coco Beware. We're we're implored to bu- uh, implored to buy some of the official Hog Wild merchandise. <laughs> I guess they didn't get rid of all that uh, over the weekend at the paper. Isn't the, yeah, shocking. They couldn't get rid of their fucking ninety dollar Road Wild or Hog Wild fucking denim. That's crazy. And then you see the shirt sizes too. They're like, you get your you get your your Hog Wild uh, WCW shirt sizes are XL. And I was like, what the fuck. And I remember back then, you remember everybody wore clothes that were way too big for them back then. <laughs> it was just a standard, yeah. like, hey, like, hey, what size are you? Like, well, I weigh about uh, 110 pounds, so probably double X. <laughs> Shit was weird. Well, were you a double double X or a, a triple X? Oh, triple A's, triple X. <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> so we get we get back to the action. Bobby says that Ray is flying so high in the air due to the altitude of Denver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a nice take. I mean, he overuses that high altitude business throughout the event, but I I, I enjoy that that you know explanation for his his high risk maneuvers. You know, yeah, yeah, high risk maneuvers. So, he takes I mean, a jab at the Rockies baseball team right after that. This is why do you think they hit so many home runs? It's not because they're good baseball players. <laughs> no, it's that altitude. Right. 6,000 feet up in the air, man. 
So one one other big big knocker I want to get to here is this insane somersault senton deal that Ray does. It's kind of par for the course at this yeah. point. Just looks yeah. just looks so smooth, but I mean that's got to be the best uh, somersault over the top rope into a land with your package in the guy's face in the biz. You know, you're giving a lot of these moves to Ray credit as best in the biz, but I'll tell you right now, it's not. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Johnny B. Fucking bad. Mm-hmm. They got rid of B. Bad. Didn't cut the mustard. He, yeah, WCW got rid of bad because he couldn't cut the mustard. You're out of your mind. He left. He left to go to the big company up north, <laughs> where he became a star. Well, I mean, so, Malenko has this thing won. Well, he's got. He hit him with that top rope fucking gut buster. That that thing is nuts. That's a gnarly move. That's a super gnarly move. The only problem with that move, I think, is that you you can only do it on a few select opponents. Got to be a small guy. Got to be a smaller guy, yeah, but nails it. Fucking great move. But then Ray, he gets the one, two, three, wins the championship. Mm-hmm. Then the official realizes that, he's got, that uh, Ray's got his foot on the rope, restarts it. Ray rolls him up and wins. That's, that's, uh, that's an injustice. It wasn't fair. No. I mean, Dean gets rolled up. He gets attacked from behind, right? He does. So he, he does. He's, he's celebrating the best day of his life, winning that cruiserweight title. And, and gets jumped from behind. Yeah. And the, the official it. didn't even officially, he didn't even officially restart the match, right? Usually you separate them, you restart the match. Ray just came in, rolled him up. The official's still holding on to the cruiserweight championship as he counts one, two, three. Dean got Dean got worked, man. That was not that was not fair to Dean. Outside of that, great match though. Yeah, fun, fun, uh, fun little cruiserweight open. And then what came next? Do you know what came next? Do you know what came a, next on here? We got a commercial break. We got snapping to do a slim gym. No, <laughs> no. We got a badass vignette. For your guy, we should. Glacier, he's coming, man. He's coming. Glacier, he coming hard. Oh, he's coming real hard. Did you like that? And then on each one, like his leg would kick. Even while I was watching in my head, I was making like the ninja sounds. I could have been a ninja probably, right? You're pretty pumped about Glacier. In a lot of ways, I kind of fancy myself as a Glacier. Like, I think I probably could have been a ninja. I probably could have been Glacier in another, in a different life. In your, in your dream world here, where Glacier is a superstar of epic proportions, who, who do you even put Glacier against? Who do you put him against? Anybody I want. What's the problem? Uh, Glacier got a feud with the Nature Boy. Glacier could have feuded with the Nature Boy, sure. Oh, anybody could feud with the Nature Boy. Bad example. Nature got a feud. Uh, Glacier got a feud with Hollywood Hogan in the NWO. 
Now, see, that would have really pushed him to the moon. See, what if they put what if they put him up in the rafters instead of Stinger? Oh man, now you're talking. And then he drops down. Ninja kicks them all. It's probably what they should have done. Right, but I think Hogan is a little bit knowledgeable about ninjas because he was in that Three Ninjas movie, <laughs> so he might know some counterattacks. He was. Was yeah. it? Uh, was it Big Sexy in uh, Ninja Turtles? Yeah, he was Master Shredder. No, Super Shredder. They should have been out. They should have been allies. So you know, like uh, six months, a year down the line, when DDP become becomes a good guy and he runs roughshod over the NWO. Yeah. What if what if you give Glacier that role? I mean, is he still is he is he in his Glacier attire? Does he got to wear his helmet still? Or uh, yeah, on? like instead of diamond cutting everybody, he's giving everybody the kung fu kicks. I like it, man. What if Glacier and DDP teamed up to fight the NWO? What would you call them? Hmm. Good question. Diamond, Dallas Page, and Glacier. That's what you're going with? That's what I call them. Yes. All right. Well, I hope that's not the last we see a Glacier here in this year of. Better not be. Otherwise, this entire fucking run of episodes is for nothing. I hope we see him. Hope we see him soon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, next up, we got VK Wall Street taking on Hacksaw Duggan. Let me ask you this. VK Wall Street, formerly IRS, he comes down to the ring and he's wearing like a full suit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But it's it's like so he comes to the ring dressed as a man from Wall Street, and then he strips down to his wrestling singlet. Do you like that, or do you like the Irwin R, just wearing your business suit to wrestle? I was under the assumption he came from the office, right? With this VK gimmick, but you just, uh, just reminded me of his. Right. IRS, IRS gig where he just he wore the suit or yeah. didn't wear a suit wore wore the tie and the right, suspenders. Right. Yeah, uh, I I kind of like the tie and suspenders. Yeah, that's the right that's the right call. And if he just came from the office straight to the ring, that means that every day he's going to the office with his wrestling boots and a singlet on. Yep. Does a does a singlet double his underwear? That's what I wear. Man, still learning things about you. That's nice. After 30 years. So Hacksaw Duggan, he comes out, he gets an early 10 count. Raymond, uh, Raymond Wall Street's heading to the, the turnbuckle. You're going to jump right over the sign? Which one? There's a young lady sitting ringside that's got a TBS sign that says the brain station. TBS, the brain station. That was pretty cool. Brain's got a fan out there. So an homage to Bobby. Oh yeah. Homage. There's still nobody that there's still nobody that gets a chant going like hack, right? Hack's uh, just everything. He just kept on getting chants going. Anytime there's a little lull in the action, 
you'd hear USA, you know, like every single time, or he'd just start clapping to the point where I think that he might've been wearing out the crowd. Cause at first the crowd was really onto it, but Damn. after like the, the, like the fifth chant, I think the crowd was like, all right, we, we we're, we're fucking tired of chanting. We just do something in the ring. Now this is getting too much. <laughs> Like we came here to watch you do shit. Like we didn't come here to do shit ourselves. It's all about that audience participation with with Duggan. Yeah, that's all he's got. Not too really. much in this. Ma- yeah, there wasn't like too much in this match, really, to get excited about. A pretty pretty standard VK, you know, Duggan type match. But the finish was. I thought the finish was pretty ingenious. It kind of was. It kind of was. So Duggan hits his famous roly-poly body slam. He digs down deep into the trunks, gets his tape, and as he's winding up his his wrist or arm or whatever he's doing with the tape, the ref gets tied up into the tape. (laughs) Duggan Duggan takes the ref down, right? Well, he's he's rolling. He's get he's got the tape out, and it's he's he's wrapping the fist up right because he's gonna level VK, mm-hmm. and then he ends up wrapping the the official's arm up with his arm with the tape because he gets wild swinging that tape, and then VK goes to kind of schoolboy roll him up, and the official goes down because he's taped to fucking Duggan. He's attached <laughs> to Duggan. Yep, and then he he counts the one, two, three, which I thought was was pretty goddamn funny. But after the match, what I didn't like was when uh, Duggan, like the camera's right up in Duggan's grill, and he goes, "Oh, that stinks! That stinks! That stinks! That stinks! That stinks! That stinks! That stinks!" Right? That's good. No. I mean, yeah, it's it's what you'd expect out of Wall Street, Duggan. That was that was about as as well as one could sum it up. So we get go to the nasties in the back of Mean Gene. They're giving the nasties the mic lately. Yeah, too much. Um, you got any takeaways from their little spiel back there? No, they just yell, which is fine. I think I'm more of a Sags guy than a Knobs guy. I think I maybe have always been more of a Sags guy than a Knobs guy, but. Now nah, they're just they're just yelling. It's pretty standard standard operating procedure for the nasties. I just think a little bit less, right? All they need to do is you know we're we're gonna get nasty. I don't even Move think on they're on the card them. tonight. Yeah, what they're they're asking more about the NWO. No, yeah, triangle match. That was the whole thing. Why are we in the triangle match? We're the nasty boys. <laughs> they want to smash some stinking heads and they want a title shot. Yeah. But yeah, there's speculation about the NWO and the Hulkster. Yeah. Yeah. They did get in the NWO. Very briefly. I think it was like a one or two week run there. I think they were they were the shortest tenured uh, members in the NWO. And we go to commercial break, and on the other side of the commercial break, we get Gene. Just just getting his work done tonight. He's in the back. Plug in the hotline. Yeah, but he and, was. Uh, Mike today is back. Oh, for the next match? Yeah, today was gone for about. <laughs> he was gone for the Duggan Wall Street match and a nasty interview. 
Yeah. And they bring it back to, to give us some of the inside scoop on the Ultimo Dragon versus Conan. Do you think Conan's having a little bit of an identity crisis at this point? I think that's accurate. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. It's either that or forgot his gear bag. I don't know. His boots are still very colorful, right? He's got very colorful boots on, kick pads, but he's wearing like a cowboy vest and straight, just regular black trunks, which is not the, the kind of attire we've we've known Conan to be wearing. But they talk about like his attitude has changed, all kind of stuff. And, and I don't care if your attitude changes, but if your attitude changes, your attire changes, but it, your attire should always change for the better. And this was for the worse. He still comes out with the mask. Yeah, which is strange. It's just a. It was a. It was a weird look for him. Conan never wears the mask during the match. Nah. Which I think is strange. Maybe it's like you know how there's guys when they go to eat they take off their hat. Maybe it's the same concept. Hmm. You one of those guys? No. No. <laughs> What am I fucking gonna? Am I disrespecting my food by not taking my hat off? <laughs> Fuck that! It's, yeah, it's just a just a strange, uh, strange custom Conan has there. Second time Did we've you, seen seen. Uh, what do you you got something over there? I was gonna ask you, like in this match, was there a point where maybe you fucking got almost a, a boner? Um, did, did you I, I almost get rock hard? Did you almost get rock hard in this match at one point? I don't recall. Been oh, a couple geez. days since I've seen this one. Okay, I've had, I've had some boners in the past couple days, so I'm not I, ruling it out. Right? Yeah. No, I get it. Is there is there something that really, really got you there? Yeah, really did. It looked like Conan was setting up the ziplock. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah. Deathlock of some sort, right? It, but it looked like it he was. It was it looked like he was setting up the ziplock, and my pants went right to the moon. Mm. And then you know what happened? He, I got Conan pulls a disco inferno and prematurely celebrates. That's what I got to happen next. He didn't. He didn't do the ziplock. He was setting up the ziplock. I got a giant bone. He didn't do the ziplock. I stood there disappointed. It was. It was just a regular deathlock. Yeah. Were you disappointed? Did you get excited? Did it, when it because it looked like he was setting it up. And I think we agree that's the best submission hold that we've seen. That's the best. Yeah, it's the best hold I've seen. Right. I got a little bit excited now that you mentioned it. Okay. I just, you know, I was hoping you did. I hope it wasn't just me. I'm disappointed that Disco Inferno isn't on this card. I'm not that disappointed about that. I'd say almost as much as not seeing that Ziploc. You got issues if you think that the Disco is as good as a Ziploc. So, I mean, can you imagine those Disco's move? It would have been unstoppable. <laughs> There's no way in hell Disco can do that move. Disco doesn't have a submission maneuver in his fucking repertoire. Maybe with a little little guidance and discipline, he would have gotten one. 
you think Disco is going to have guidance and or discipline by who? Is he going to enter the Dungeon of Doom? The Master's going to lead him? <laughs> maybe. Fuck, man. Maybe, maybe oh. that's what he needed, you know? Disco needed the Dungeon of Doom? That would have been something. Turn that motherfucker into a Disco Dungeon. <laughs> the mass fucking spinning ball and lights. You got the master up there all John Travolta dancing. <laughs> it could have worked. It could not have worked. So it would have been funny as hell. It, it would it would have been great. Yeah. It wouldn't have been much stranger than the rest of the bullshit happening with the Dungeon of Doom. That's true. Yeah. Um so Sonny Ono gets involved in this one. He he hits some pretty nasty looking kicks that Conan Conan no sells. Yeah. And back in the ring, Conan ends up getting a victory after reversing a pinning combo and hooking the tights. Yeah. So did it seem like Conan was a little out of it? Like it didn't seem like he was hitting on all cylinders in this match. Well, they say that he hasn't been the same since losing that title to Ric Flair. That's what I was going to say. Do you think it's the the fact that he dropped the belt to Rick? I I think that's got to be it. Now he joins the Dungeon of Doom pretty yeah, soon here. Speak of the Dungeon of Doom, right? Right. Yeah. See, that's so, what Conan needed. Conan, <laughs> Conan needed some <laughs> guidance down in the dungeon. Do you think that they should have went down to the dungeon together? That would have been a great tag team. Conan and, and the Disco? Yep. Did you still call him the Disco when he comes out of the dungeon? Does he have like Disco face paint? Or does he come out of the dungeon and he's like just Glenn? I, th- I think he's still Disco Inferno. You think so? You maybe get rid of the Disco part of it? Maybe he's just the Inferno? Just the Inferno? The Glenn Inferno? Just a flame? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Of all the weird uh, shit that they could have done with the dungeon, I think they really they really missed some opportunities to do some really wicked fucked up shit. <laughs> they they I think I think Conan might have been the last uh inductee into the dungeon. Could be wrong. But I don't I don't think the dungeon had too much left in the in the tank at this point. That's true. So we got no disco inferno. Conan Conan gets the victory. We'll move on here. Uh, your guy ice trains in the back, mind his own business on the compu serve. <laughs> I know what an asshole. <laughs> and then Scotty Flash Norton Steiner attacks his former teammate, and we'll be back <laughs> after yeah. this. Sends us to commercial. Did you know? So he gets blindsided. Like he's back there just pounding away in the keys, probably interacting with some fans, doing the good the guy thing. Mm-hmm. Then, then Scott Flash Norton Steiner comes in, cleans house, beats the piss out of him, walks away. Ice Train gets up and he yells, and it looks like he's going to flip the table, but he doesn't flip the table because there is a computer on that table, and that computer in 1996 probably cost two thousand dollars. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So it was like, it was very smart of him. Like he grabbed it. It looked like he was going to grab the table and flip it. And he was like, Nope, that's cats. That's my salary for the year. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And next up we got what would have been a, what would have been a good match. You got Ming coming out there. Speak of the dungeon of doom with the dungeon of doom. Yeah. 
He's take, he's set to take on the Macho Man. Get the old pomp and circumstance, and Mean Gene comes out. That would have been sweet if Mean Gene would have faced Ming. For some reason, I think it's hilarious thinking about Mean Gene getting his ass kicked. Like he never got in that situation. Never did. Actually, no, yeah. he, like he never got in the situation where he actually got just just the piss beat out of him. And I'm pretty sure Ming could take Gene. Oh yeah, maybe Ming could kill him pretty quick. Right. So that would have been fun. So our old buddy Nick Patrick. Um gets word from Gene that Savage isn't here and Ming wins by forfeit. Yeah, they played it up that uh, you know the, the injury from the Hulkster attack and stuff like that. I I was disappointed that we didn't get to see the match because I think that would have been a pretty entertaining match. But I was also okay. I mean, in the record books, Ming gets a pretty solid victory. Oh, yeah. Any victory over the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah. You're talking about an all-timer here. So then that's I'm okay with that. Kind of plays on the the injury a little bit. Ming still gets to go out. He still gets to go out there. I mean, I got to get your take on, on what happens after the match, though. Dungeon of Doom led by your guy. Kevin Sullivan <laughs> conduct, conduct an interview. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's, I don't. It's, it's pretty bad. Sometimes I really, I really don't understand Kevin Sullivan in the Dungeon of Doom. He comes out in jeans and a t-shirt. That's not very Dungeon or Doomy of him, no. right? At all. At all. Other times he comes out in his wrestling tights with a bathrobe. That's not. A very dungeon of doom. You know what I mean? Like I like I just I don't necessarily always follow exactly what the dungeon of doom are doing. He comes out and tells Gene, like, I was not kissing Holkster's ass. I wasn't taking him out to dinner. I wasn't picking him up from the airport. I was he, he starts like yelling at Gene for and all Gene was doing was being a good friend. So Kevin Sullivan can eat a dick on that one. And then also the fucking leprechaun shows up. <laughs> The leprechaun. <laughs> the leprechaun. <laughs> For no reason. It just runs down the aisle like a maniac leprechaun. Is, starts is, shaking shit around and then runs back up. Is this fucker in the London in the in the Dungeon of Doom? Yeah, I think this fucker is in the Dungeon of Doom. The leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, leprechaun. I'm pretty sure the fucker's in the Dungeon of Doom. Is this his big debut? Boy, good I don't question. Ever, I I don't ever recall seeing this guy. I don't know if he's got a name or or what his his role, how he ended up down in the dungeon there. Well, he's the leprechaun, man. Where else do you think he's gonna go? He's gonna join the NWO. Nah, I think this probably wouldn't let him in. I think this was his debut, but I'm not. I'm just I'm gonna grab it real quick because. Oh hell yeah. No. Okay. So the leprechaun. Did you realize that that's Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker? No. Neither did I. That's what what I'm being told, though. Just trying to see. Like Colonel Robert, Andy Parker, the rooster. Any relation? Any relation? Yeah, I think it's his aunt. The leprechaun. The leprechaun. Yeah, it was a state patrol man. So. I, this guy is uh, 
Yeah, the leprechaun. I didn't I didn't realize that that was uh, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker from the Sarge. And then uh, shortly lived character, he was uh, went by the name of Jack Boot. Ah, Jack Boot. Worse, worse gimmicks. Uh, Brutus, Brutus the Barber or Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. At least Brutus the Barber got some some big primetime play. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he was part of State Patrol. He's a worldwide Hall of Famer, I'm sure, but right. Yeah, good point. Anyways, I I didn't like the segment. Hated the segment. More, I still more. I see a Kevin Sullivan. The less I want to see him. I didn't. I didn't pick Hulk Hogan up from the airport. Is that a better Kevin Sullivan? I think that might have been better. That was that was pretty close. Yeah, I'm working on it. By the end of this, by the end of this run of episodes, I'll have a Kevin Sullivan impression. Look forward to it. So we got a battle of. I'm pretty sure the only two active women competitors in the company. Yeah. Next, a rematch of sorts between Medusa and Bull Nakano. This was sloppier, though. Yeah, they. I mean, uh, their affair at the uh, Hogwild. Hogwild. Hogwild was no, you know, classic match or anything. But this was this was real sloppy, Joe. Yeah. You like Bull's hair? That sticking straight up business. Yeah, it's an interesting look. It's an interesting look for uh, for a woman's uh, haircut or a men's haircut, I guess. It's an interesting haircut. I don't know if I love it or not. I wish she would have used it, though, to her advantage. I just don't know how you do that. Like poking poking in the eye or something? Something like that. Yeah, you could do that. Nice. I, th- I thought this was pretty funny. When, when Bull's coming out, right, the camera guy to cut cuts to some Asian-looking fans. <laughs> They would do this in the '90s. I just, I just think it's funny watching it back. You know, oh, gotcha. like whenever, whenever you would see Yoko in the in the Federation, mm-hmm. maybe not whatever. But I recall seeing camera guy, you know, find some Asian looking folks in the crowd, and right. you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I got a little kick out of that. I laughed hard from the audience when you heard a lady yell, "Kick her fat ass." <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard. I didn't expect it. Just watching Medusa and, and Bull Nakano for about the 12th time. This is run of episodes and out of the audience. You hear, kick her fat ass. <laughs> Settle down, Denver. That's probably the highlight The highlight of the match, huh? Yeah, I mean, Medusa does. Uh, you, you like that or you chuck- like the nunchucks? I like the kick her fat ass more than the chucks, but Medusa does. uh does a what was it top top rope splash to the outside ends up hitting uh, Sonny Ono. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That wasn't that wasn't bad, but overall this was not a it's not a very good very good match in the amount of matches we've seen them in. Which I think this is uh, as far as the episodes that we've covered, this would be the third time we've seen them, maybe fourth time. So they're at WrestleMania ten. Were that WrestleMania ten? No. No. Was Leilani Kai. Yep. But didn't she she wrestled Bull Nakano somewhere in that run of episodes, I thought. She she was in the Federation against yeah. Alunder Blaze. That was Yeah. 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 
I don't, I don't remember for sure, but it was, I don't know. This seemed to be one of the sloppier contests between the two of them and with Sonny Ono getting involved and Medusa rolls up for the win. And that's, that's that. Yeah. I get me and Gene in the back with the nature boy along with them devilish women's woman and Miss Elizabeth. So I want to ask you, what do you think Gene's appeal to woman is? Because I am pretty sure woman, woman wants to, you know. Knock boots. Yeah. Smash toilet parts. You're asking me what the appeal is? Yeah. What is like, because woman is every time we see woman and Gene, woman is rubbing, touching. You think it's the mustache? Well, I didn't think about that, but it could be the mustache. Legendary mustache. Right, right. I just don't uh, know what it is. When I mean, you I think, think, I think Gene's a nice guy and all, but I mean, from an attractiveness standpoint, I wouldn't think that woman to be clamoring for uh, slammering. It's got to be. If it ain't the mustache, it's the voice. He's right? got, he does have a golden voice, yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, she's she's. Uh, basically taking jeans clothes off right without yeah, like actually taking jeans clothes off she's just just rubbing them up you know what it is gene seems to be playing a little hard to get right oh that's that's right that that's could be it that'd it. be good yep. yeah because he's already like three quarters of the way halfway to hand job city and he's like no 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 i have to talk to rick <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. that could be it just just leaves her wanting more right the less the, the, the more she goes after him the less he gives up i mean yeah, our, last time these these uh this this group was together they were talking about having the pole vaulting competition right and they're having a private party so i think yeah i think that's very possible gene might have got it for all figured out <laughs> So Flair tells us he's after tonight he's going to be a 13-time WCW champ and a one-time NWO champ. Says that if the uh, if the NWO wants to see what it's like, he uh, says uh, he says uh, if Kevin Nash wants to jump on him, he's going to have to deal with with uh, Mongo, and if Chico jumps on him, he's going to have to deal with Arn. I, I believe he also says, and you have to deal with my best friend Arn, and you know why. <laughs> We, you, you don't beat up my best friend Arn because I can't beat up my best friend Arn. It's like the fucking kind of weird shit. Like he's had some gold in his promos. This is not one. You know why we don't beat up my best friend because we can't beat up my best friend. Why the fuck are you beating up your best friend, asshole? Ooh, yeah. not not as not as best. No, person. not 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 gonna find that on the greatest hits. No. But then we go to okay, so then we go to a commercial break. And I wanted this is a very important question I have for you. In this commercial break, do you remember any of the throwback commercials that were in it? Was it Hot Pockets? Yes. Yes, it was Hot Pockets. And it, do you realize I think that they took Lean Pockets off the market altogether? Really? Yeah, I've been able to find them. I like, I like, cause they had a couple of flavors. They had like a jalapeno one, like a broccoli. I really like the broccoli one. I can't find them anywhere. They're fucking gone. It's too bad. 
That's disappointing. Yeah. This is probably in the early days of the hot pocket too. We're talking 25 years ago, right? Yeah. 26 years ago. Shit. Not quite 26 almost though. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that they're gone. I've been looking for them, but I think they're whoever owns hot pockets, you know, uh, incorporated should bring them back for me. I just, I really like the broccoli one, man. I like broccoli. HPI. Yeah. I'll let you know if I find one. Yeah, man. If you do, just you can mail it to me. All right. Thanks, man. No problem, buddy. Well, we got that uh we got that battle bowl ring. It's on the line next. DDV taking on Eddie Guerrero. Do you like that they're using the battle bowl ring as like almost like a championship? It's kind of weird. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, where's the TV title at? I don't know. Lex is probably where's the U.S. title at? Why is why are they allowing Lex Luger to hoard all the titles? I have no idea. <laughs> of all the guys to hoard all the titles, give it to Lex Luger. Ugh. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's cool. Are you thinking it'd be best to be just something that's defended once a year? No, I I think at the Battle Bowl. The same way. Right. I, no, I think you do it the same as you do a, a what do you call it? Like a King of the Ring. Right. Because it's the Lord of the Ring, the Battle Bowl, right? Lord of the Ring. That's what you are. So right. you do it the same way, but you don't put like, you don't put it on the line. I think it was kind of, you know what they did? They put, It was kind of like they took the old King of the Ring idea, right? Where you, you right. Come, and then you can drop it and somebody else becomes the king. They kind of took that idea put it the lord of the ring but they didn't do the same thing like you don't have a you don't have a a scepter or a crown you just got a ring i don't know i i I didn't i didn't much care for it i like the ddp's got some fans with uh with the 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 10 signs you catch that yeah that's important he's getting some love out there I, i i appreciate that ddp hell of a competitor fucking I didn't remember him well prior to us viewing these these uh shows. I didn't remember him having such a I don't even know how to describe it, swashbuckling move set. Like just sloppy looking devastating moves that nobody right. else does. Right. It looks that way, but it's not executed that way. What do you mean? So it looks like it's, you know, the, it's like it's like the offense at any time could fall apart, but it stays together. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I mean, like the, the execution is not sloppy, but the move sometimes looks sloppy. It's 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 a it's an intriguing move set. Yeah, he, he, there's like three or four moves he does where he picks them up with, with a a gut wrench type of lift, and I don't know what the hell he's gonna do with them. Doesn't even seem like he knows what he's going to do. I was going to say, sometimes I don't think he knows. He's just going to lift him up and see what happens. <laughs> so DDP's been on it. He's been on a tear ever since losing to the booty man back in Uncensored. Booty. And he hits a, he hits a, he hits a pretty nasty power bomb pin move early on, which yeah, really a- would, would have gotten anybody on worldwide, but not Eddie Guerrero. Not Mark Starr. 
I bet that would have taken out Mark Starr. <laughs> you don't know fucking Mark Starr's power and capabilities. I don't think he has it in, has it in him. You're about to have it in you. How do you oh, like yeah? that? Yeah. Yeah. Calling for a hurricane rana. <laughs> don't make me give you a head scissors, man. Oh, 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 oh. So let's talk about it here. There's only two real good spots in this match, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, we get we get Eddie hitting the frog right. splash. Yeah. And the P bomb and the frog splash. Those are the those are the high spots. That was that was about it, right? Yeah. But then fucking DDP loses his shit. He's diamond cutting everybody. Everybody's getting a diamond cutter. Mm-hmm. Then Chavo comes running down. Do you think that it was cute that they had matching tights, Chavo and Eddie? <laughs> that was kind of cute. They come down with matching tights. I was like, God damn it! I hope everybody gets a diamond cutter. Cut them all. Sure enough. Eddie gets three of them. That's I think what you get. I think this is the last we see of the Battle Bowl ring. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens happens next time out there. Eddie won it though, right? Eddie won. Yep. Okay. Well. So he's got claim. And then, kind of out of nowhere, Hulkster appears. <laughs> he just kind of swims right into the frame on the entrance ramp. Oh, yeah. Did you see Gene suit in this? Something unusual? It is a very ill-fitting suit. Like, too big? I think too long and too tight, maybe. Oh. Yeah, not a good... The the suit jacket, specifically. Mm. Yeah, not a good look. Not a good look. And Hogan starts calling Ric Flair a stupid little man again. I mean, as much good as he does on the mic, there are some some pretty huge misses you could point to, and this is one of them, in my opinion. I mean, it was a decent heel promo. He talks about being being the best, being the only Michael Jordan of basketball, and Babe Ruth of wrestling, and <laughs> Hulk Hogan of wrestling. Yeah, I laugh pretty hard. He's like, there's only one <laughs> Michael Jordan of basketball. There's only one Babe Ruth of wrestling. There's only one Hulk Hogan of wrestling. I was like, wait a second. Did Babe Ruth have a match? <laughs> yeah, do you recall what, what our what our highest tally was for brothers? No. In a promo? No. Well, this one, he gets out six brothers and one dude. Okay, yeah. That's nowhere near the, which is a the, drastic decline. Yeah, huge decline. Uh, <laughs> you know, what we get we get next. Glacier. Hey, hey, shot. He's coming, man. Glacier's on his way. You like this one or the first one better, or are they the same? I think that they're the. I mean, they're they're both as good, right? Be more and more stoked, man. I didn't. I didn't know that I was looking forward to seeing Glacier this year, but I'm. You know just, where they might have might, fucked up with this. I think he debuted on like a WCW like pro on Saturday morning. He didn't even debut on the flagship Nitro. They thought they might have boned him pretty hard by doing that. 
You think you give the Battle Bowl ring to the Lord of the Ring to Glacier? You think that gives them some clout? Yeah. Yeah. Another missed opportunity. Or you throw them in World War Three and let them clear out. Then you don't even need to have them win World War Three, but have them clear out an entire ring. <laughs> oh, right. That's a that'd be a career making performance there. Yeah. For those who don't Maybe. recall World War Three, and well, let's be honest, if you're listening to this, you probably do recall World War Three. <laughs> the right. uh, three ring, sixty man battle. That'll be in a couple shows. Looking forward to that one, but I don't know. Maybe Glacier's in the in the fray by then. We'll see. We'll, we'll get see. there. We'll see. You know what's after Glacier? The Jack. The Jack. Did you hate this or did you like this? The woman looks great. Yeah, sure. Walk, walking down, walking down that aisle. You don't got a fucking chance with her, though, buddy. Well, nobody does. Right? She's all soaked up for Gene, not for you. Gene, uh, moment of silence. Yeah, absolute moment of silence for Gene. I mean, really, moment of silence for anybody that can get her all slicked up like that. That's a, that's a skill. Way to go, Gene. So there's not much to this year. I, I like the big drop kick by the Jai and yeah. the big-ass choke slam. Yeah. He didn't do him like that after he left. Mm, not not but, quite as much later on. In the, just, beginning, in the beginning. He did. Where he gets the guy up, way oh, up yeah. there. Man. Yeah, he was still doing them at like uh, was WrestleMania when he took on uh, Foley. What was that fourteen? He was still lifting them way up there. Way up there, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, way up there. I mean, I didn't, I didn't much care for this. Yeah, why, me, don't, give, why don't you tell him what, what what we got here? Well, Gene versus Benoit. Benoit's the woman's taking the vest off of Benoit. Kind of like uh, I guess causes a little bit of issue. Can't get the vest off. Jai comes over, drop kicks Benoit into the corner, grabs him with the choke slam, throws him down. One, two, three. Jai wins. I just think they, they could have done something better. I mean, maybe, was it time? Because if it was time, you could have cut. You could have cut from somewhere else. I think. Yeah. After this, we got the world tag title and the world title match. It probably was a time thing. I'm not sure though, because it was like, like clearly a, you know, cleverly designed squash match, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's something that that somebody would come, you know, probably one of one of Kevin Sullivan's brilliant ideas. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was great. It, I mean, I'm a big Benoit guy, so. That aspect of it was a little bit of a obviously a letdown. I mean, I remembered the match clearly. I I'm very familiar with that like that whole squash. I think I even mentioned it in our preview show. But it was uh it wasn't great. It wasn't I don't know what they're they're trying to like force a riff between woman and Benoit. Give it time, there'll be a riff. Yeah, it sucks when you like 
you know, you got the best, one of the best wrestlers in the, uh, in the company here at this time. And you don't, you don't get to see him wrestle. Lame. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I watched, watched this back a second or third time. And mm-hmm. Bobby even said that on the way down the ring. He's like, Chris Benoit, he might be the best wrestler in this company or something right. along those lines. Then he doesn't even get to do anything. Right. So, well, uh, one last plug for the, oh no, before we get a plug for the, 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 Hogwild gear. We get a plug for the power plant. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Do you know uh, that uh, Sergeant Buddy Parker, the leprechaun? The leprechaun. He was like the head, yeah. He was like yeah. the head trainer down there. Oh yeah, the power plant. Yeah. Power plant. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have a tag team match here, triangle style for the tag straps we got the steiner brothers sting and luger and harlem heat yeah so we've already had one of these triangle matches tag team matches right yep so i've come to the conclusion like i wrote this down like you know before this fucker even started seems like the only way that you're probably going to win this is if all is if four of the guys are on the outside you know, yep. laid out. I, really, I I hate when shit like this is not try or elimination. Like, I think this should all be elimination. Like when when this shit happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, there doesn't even end up being a fall in this one. Um, I guess if you go three way dance on it, that's there's kind of too much birthday in there. But mm, still, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, you know, this argument's made by the commentary team that, you know, Harlem, Heat could lose the titles without getting defeated. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of a sham. Well, it's not. Yeah, it is. It is a sham. It sucks. It's dumb. I don't like it. Nothing cool. One of the best parts of this match was mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Yeah. So Steiner's come out. We're getting Steinerized, getting jacked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did you notice how smoothly Steinerized went into the man call sting? It was like yes. a... Yeah. Was, I'm pretty sure it's the same, like, band or artist that does both of them, and it's like he was just yeah. starting his concert out with the one-two punch. It was great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did catch that. It was fantastic. And then uh, one, of, one of the classic... Uh, Speaking of themes, one of the classic themes, the Harlem Heat theme. Nothing like those first two, but a great theme. Um, I think I'd take the Harlem Heat theme over uh, Steinerized. Over either of them, probably. Yeah, but yeah, I think probably the man. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a better theme than either one of them. The old uh, dun 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 yep. Classic. Um, so Harlem Heat comes out with uh, Sister Sherry. Do we get the, yeah, Parker wanders out there. Yeah. So according to Shivani, these two have rekindled their love. And the brain wants to know, when's the last time you saw six men in better shape? Shivani says, that's right, brain. That's all he says. That's all he says, and then they carry on. 
So Booker and the, and the Big Papa, they started off, or the soon-to-be Big Papa, currently Scott Steiner. Uh, we get a Harlem sidekick. I mean, every time we've seen Booker T, you've mentioned how you think he's probably the best guy in the match. Do you, does, does that ring true with this one as well? Yes. Yeah, I, I really think that he's he's the best the best wrestler in this match, and and I don't really even think it's very close. Yeah, you've you've said that every time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, who's who's a better wrestler than than him in this match? There's going to be people out there that could go well, Sting. Make the argument for Sting, and it's it is a understandable argument, right? And I think you can make that argument, but I really think Booker T is the best the best wrestler in this match. Way better than Luger. Ray, way better than Stevie Ray. Way better than both the Steiners. I wouldn't say he's way better than Sting, but in this match, way better than Sting. Mm. Well, the meet would go on to be 10-time tag team champions. Yeah. Uh, Tony's talking about Patrick's, Nick Patrick's shady officiating. That Harlem sidekick I was I was getting to there. So he goes for the Harlem sidekick, misses it, ends up with the top rope clothesline to the Nards. Classic spot. Yeah. So he just did himself in. Yeah, just jumped on the uh, just jumped on the old clothesline. It's like like with you with you at the clothesline of the backyard. Yeah. See what Same happens. Same thing. Steiner got a death drop. Did you see that? Yeah, Steiner death drop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, reverse DDT action. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't really get I didn't get too much into this match. It wasn't it wasn't very entertaining, I guess. Uh, for as far as you know, tag team matches go, I think I would have much rather had seen Steiner's versus Harlem Heat, or probably Harlem Heat versus Luger and Sting. I'd like to see Luger drop some of them titles and singles yeah. competition. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely, yeah, no, I'd be all for that. That was he had a shit, he had a really shitty uh, torture rack in this one too. Yeah, I got that written down too. Get Scotty in a shitty torture rack. There's a bad Frankensteiner again. Mm-hmm. Again, how many bad Frankensteiners do we got to see? Are, do you think that they are looking worse now because we're seeing a lot more of the cruiserweights and we're seeing the, you know, the Frankensteiner Hurricanrana maneuvers pulled off so crispy, crisply, that when you see a bad Frankensteiner, it really sticks out like as a horrible Frankensteiner now, or because we've seen him do it so poorly so many times that maybe he's just not very good at doing a signature maneuver. I thought this one was upper echelon Frankensteiners. I mean, he connected with the hold. All right. The guy went went along with it, but you know, it it looks it looks prettier and you know, faster and well, better when pretty much anybody uh, anybody else who tries it except other than Scott Steiner does it. Right. So to answer you answer your question, perhaps he's not yeah. the best at his own hold. Very possible. Huh. That, that's uh, just mind blowing stuff. There, I mean, it just—I mean, it just kind of breaks down. They're brawling outside, then the uh, the goddamn outsiders come down. Right, Scotty hits the Frankensteiner, goes for the pin. Yep. 
and Nick Patrick throws it out. One, two, disqualified. Sees the outsiders, calls for the bell. Yeah. Had some outsiders interference. <laughs> so Nick Patrick accost, is accosted by Mean Gene on the way on the way up the ramp. Yeah. He, he explains his actions, talks about the rule book. We still need to get a copy of that rule book. I think he's right. I think he did the right thing. I actually looked at what may be this rule book that we're looking for mm -hmm. on the online. Yeah. And he is technically right. I was going to say, I think he did the right thing. It is outside interference. He threw yeah. the match out. He, I, I think he did the right thing. And, and you know what else he says? He says, WCW, all the way. So how do you not trust that man? He's got his ducks in a row. WCW, all the way. He says it. He doesn't want to go back down to the headquarters. Doesn't want to be called down to headquarters. WCW, all the way. Gene says something about rocking an Armani suit or something. Yeah. Probably implying that he's he's been getting paid off and he's getting he's getting greased. Yeah. Clothing. Yeah. So Scotty Steiner's pissed. He's yelling at the ref, but that's not going to get him those tag team championships. And Harlem, Harlem Heat ends up retaining. And just like that, we're on to the main event. World title on the line as Hollywood Hogan defends against the nature boy, Ric Flair. Yeah. So that, that, uh, that uh, I know I've said it before. But coming down to the ring, that woman, she is a ripe tomato. I just said that. I am now agreeing with you. All right. I wasn't, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I didn't hear you say ripe tomato, but if you did, hats off to you. Well, thanks for, thanks for the acknowledgement, man. Uh, I don't think I said ripe tomato, but I had the same sentiment. So Hollywood Hogan's getting cheers while the announcers really try to convince us otherwise yeah. throughout the match. <laughs> that's, that's the right thing to do. I suppose we'll get to that a little bit later. But we get we get more speculation about who could be joining the NWO. Mm -hmm. um, the crowd's really popping as these two legends. Uh, begin the dance here. As he so. comes out of the ring, it still seems like he's still finding that heel kind of where he's going to fall in, right? Where he's going to fall into being a heel. It kind of seems like he's still finding that specific character, right? As far as right. walking down the ring and all that kind of stuff, he's still finding the heel mannerisms, uh, uh, which he's not. It, it, would, it won't take him long. Won't take. Doesn't take him long for for it to click. But he's still trying to find it. But this actually is. This is a pretty damn fine wrestling match. You think so? I I thought it was a good match, man. I I found a lot of enjoyment out of this match. Holster is playing, you know, playing with the crowd a little bit, doing some good uh, some good crowd work and stuff like that. But I think, you know, going from from hold to hold and and move to move, I think it was a fantastic match. If you put this match on in the seventies, it's a like a twenty five star match. Fantastic match, huh? I enjoyed it. No, yeah. uh, 
That was enjoyable. What do you what do you think about that devastating back scratch with the gloves that Dolkster does? Okay, well, there's an issue. So he's wearing gloves, right? <laughs> and the back scratch is really meant because you take your nails, right, and you dig into the back. Mm. But with gloves on, you can't do that. So it's nice that people still sell for it, but it's not. There's nothing devastating about it. It's a simple. It's a simple situation. Why? What do you think about it? Um, it is a nice touch, but yeah, you see those gloves and you just kind of put it together. Unless he's got some sort of gimmick where that is still causing pain, right? Uh, I don't know. And then people people cheered the shit out of him hulking up. Yeah, they were pumped about him hulking up. It's hard not to cheer when he hulks. So, up. so here's the deal. Right. So he hooks up. I don't think that it, I don't think he keeps that in his repertoire too much longer. I could be wrong. But the crowd, go, the crowd goes nuts. Right. And that's yeah. not a heel move. That's if and if I if my memory serves me correct and he did get rid of that, that was the right move, in my opinion, because. Again, I don't know. It just bothered me that Shivani was telling me that that these fans are booing Hulkster when they were clearly not booing the Hulkster. But you he said your it, head was, at. it was the right move to get to stop hulking up. Is a bad that. guy? Yeah. You're telling me, right? You're telling me that he turns heel and he now lost his power of hulking up? No fucking way. No, no, you keep hulking up no matter what. If you're the Hulkster, you hulk up. Whether you're a heel, whether you're a face, whether you're in between. They'll be like, hey, hey, Stone Cold, I know that you're a face now, but we want you to stop doing the stunner. Not the same. Same fucking thing. Hey, Undertaker, I know I know that you're a, you're a good guy now. We want you to stop sitting up like the dead man. He stopped doing the tombstone. He changed his character. He tweaked his character a little bit. What do we? He still used. Here? He still used the. He still used the tombstone. He just. He also had that uh, giant pee bomb that he did. So no, fuck that man. You, you want to take away hulking up from the Hulkster? I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> okay, hulking up is probably the highlight of 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 the match. But I'm saying, as a heel, man, like. You're not getting over it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. You're loving it. We're not supposed to be loving it. That's his comeback, though. That's the big thing. <laughs> no, his comeback is is Holland Nash coming out there, and pretty soon the rest of the half of the locker room coming out there and kicking everybody's ass. I'm talking about in his career. His comeback is hulking up. That's his comeback. I'd be like, hey, HBK, you're a bad guy now. No more fucking flying forearm to, to nip up and set up the goddamn uh, sweet chin music. You want that to be a thing? It ain't the same, man. You think Alex Wright's going to stop dancing, whether he's a face or a heel? Hell no. He's Alex Wright. He's got to dance. Holster's got to hulk up. Don't take that from him. That's the shittiest idea you've ever had. It, it's not getting him the booze, man. The booze will come. Take away hulking up. 
Jesus. <laughs> so that was that was. I, I can't bad, believe bad you said that. The day. <laughs> the bad take of the year, man. He shouldn't be hulking up. Goldberg, you're a bad guy now. I don't want you to use the spear anymore. Where do you think he gets the power to fucking Hulk up, man? He has it deep within his himself. Gets right? it from in the Hulkamaniacs. Soul. He doesn't get it from the Hulkamaniacs. He told the Hulkamaniacs to stick it. They can stick it. He, he didn't know, get no more power from them Hulkamaniacs. He never got it from. He came from within. You right? think he's got some residual Hulkamaniac power in the tank? I don't think it ever came from the fans. It was always him. He hulked up. Think about it. Think about it, right? We're going to attack this logic. We now. saw the giant hook we're, up last month. We're, we're going we're gonna to attack this logically <laughs> now. He's, he's right? the Hulkster was inside the giant. <laughs> well, I don't know about their, their personal lives, but so we're going to fucking tell. Let's think about this logically, right? When he was in the red and yellow as Hulk Hogan, right? The Hulkamania running wild. The fans didn't start cheering going over the top until he started hulking up. Then they got on their feet, right? Then everybody was cheering. They didn't start big time cheering and then he hulked up. So he doesn't get the power from the fans. We as fans got the power from him. That's the fucking logical way to look at it. He's got it. We don't got it. He's got it. We're lucky enough to get some of it. I'm not saying I don't like hulking up, man. I'm just saying that's that's about as, as face a move as he could do. You said he got his power from the Hulkamaniacs. It's not true. We got our power from him. <sighs> and now you're trying to take away my power? <laughs> so you're telling me that... Uh, you got your power from Hulkamania. You you didn't give him your I'm power telling you, being a Hulkamania. I'm telling you that I got my power from him. You got your power from him. Everybody got their power from him. Think, just think of it logically, man. Think of it logically, right? The fans don't go nuts, and then all of a sudden Hulkster hulks up. The Hulkster hulks up, and then the fan goes nuts, right? So obviously, he puts the gas, right, in the car. Starts the engine up and takes it for a ride. We don't put the gas in. We don't start the car up. We don't take him for a ride. He takes us. I think it's because we believe in Hulkamania, right? Because he gives us a reason to believe. But without the faith of the Hulkamaniacs. Oh, right. Right, right. No, that's a fucking lie. So you like, Hollywood, you. you like Hollywood Hulkster hulking up. All right. Yeah. All right. I you liked seeing it, too. I didn't think that he did this as a as a bad guy. I mean, I just don't think it's a great move for a bad guy. So what is... Are you still getting power when he's a bad guy doing it? I am, yeah. I don't know if you are, because you don't have that the real faith. You want to take away the Hulkin' up. And his comeback is a devious tactic as a bad guy. You We've are. seen this before. All right, well, he hulks up, after all. Gives us a big boot and misses the leg drop. 
Yeah, it's, it was a misstep. Ric Flair locks on the figure four. And uh, I think Hogan grabs Pee Wee, throws him across the ring, and the outsiders show up, and we got another melee. Yeah. Big old DQ. Which wasn't really, a, I mean, that's not a surprise. A lot of this isn't a surprise. It was a, you know, Clash of the Champions is a TV special, so not having like a shocking Rick wins finish, that's, it's to be expected. Right. That's going to wrap it up for Clash of the Champions. It's a nice little show. It was hour and a half long TV special. Very forgettable. Got to see some old uh, commercials from the mid-90s, which was a treat. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the card itself I thought was very forgettable. There was nothing that really that really stood out as being, you know, spectacular. The, I think the best match was probably Hulk and Rick. I guess the Jai and Benoit was memorable for... Yeah, yeah, it was. Maybe not the reasons you'd want it to be, but it was certainly memorable. I mean, Ray and Dean was good, but yeah, you're you're right. It was a uh, nothing really. I mean, nothing. To, I mean, the Leprechaun that was memorable. The glacier yeah, was. glacier vignettes. Right, always memorable. So, yeah, it was it was one of those give or take. You you know, take it or leave it type of pay per view or not pay per views, but type of type of events. Not as good as the other clash. So that's going to be our last cl- last clash for this series of episodes. Uh, next up, we're going to have Fall Brawl, the War Games. Oh, hell yes, we are. I got it, it man. Do you, do you want to know it? It's a good show, man. Yeah, yeah give, me, give me the rundown, man. So we got DDP versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping DDP just stomps his nards repeatedly. I'm not a big Chavo guy. Got Ice Train with Teddy Long up holla, against holla, holla. Scott Flash Norton Steiner. We got Conan with Jimmy Hart. So Conan's in the uh, the D and D. He's facing Juventud Guerrera. Ah, Hoovy Juice. Like myself, some Hoovy Juice. Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho. We know is going to be looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh! oh! Oh man! What do you Ready got? for this? Ray Mysterio Jr. versus Super Kolo. Oh yeah. Fucking Super Kolo. Yeah, suck me sideways. Yeah, ring it out. I fucking love Super Kolo, man. Super Kolo making his Super, debut. Super Kolo could have been a fucking superstar. Should have been. Should've then we got been. Harlem Harlem Heat with uh, Sister Sherry and and the Rooster Robert Parker. They're going up against the Nasties. Interesting. That should be uh Didn't they do a program with the Nasties a year before this? Yeah, they did. Probably. Yes. Yeah, they did because they had that uh, that uh, fight at Uncensored. No holds barred situation where they fought in like, the snack stands and stuff. Yeah, they had a program with the Nasties already. That's interesting. They're giving them the title shot again. The Jai versus Randy Savage. Pretty good. Should be good. And then, this is one of the more famous, I think, War Games matches. We got NWO versus Team WCW. Mm-hmm. That is uh, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and Sting 
versus Lex, Rick, Arn, and Sting? Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Whoa. So that should be good. It should be it should be good. I remember this this event. The thing that always threw me off about that event was well, we'll talk about it when we cover the event. How about that? Nards Nard sack, I was gonna call you that. I fucking stumbled on my words. So I just called you Nards. How about that Nards? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well that's gonna that's gonna be it for us here. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Year of Duke and Rogue podcast. I am still your host, Duke Nards Bags. <laughs> I was fucking hoping you were going to do that. I was hoping I get my mind. I was like, if he doesn't call himself Duke Nards Bags, <laughs> that, that, that whole swish of the tongue is for nothing. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. I am <laughs> Kevin Rogue. <laughs>